Hello everyone, Bobby Wilson here from the TNT College Football Podcast. Glad to be back on this evening. Hope everybody's doing well. If you're listening, I'm recording another mini chat here. Uh, just going to discuss a little bit on some of the challenges that the NCA is facing currently. I know a lot of people are talking about this. Um, <coughs> excuse me, excuse me. Uh, first, I mean, you, you look at the NIL and the TV revenue and all this and that, the billions of dollars that are being thrown around. Then you got the discussion on if, if athletes become employees, which it's seeming more and more likely that that's going to be a, the case. Um, permanent athletes to unionize. I, I feel like that it's only a matter of time before something like before that really becomes a thing. Um, I think the big thing is permitting athletes to transfer in limited times and then permitting athletes to sign NIL deals as recruits. I think with a lot, a lot of these discussions, <laughs> It, it, it just leads to it, it, it leads to the, the, the what we've been saying for, for a while now. This is eventually going to become <clears throat> the NFL light, as a lot of people are calling it, just the minor leagues for the NFL. And I mean, obviously college football is is already a platform for that, but it's only a matter of time before some of these big time powers, as we're seeing it with the path that it's going down now um, before that happens. I mean, you're, you're, you're seeing head coaches at prominent universities step away from coaching college football to move on to the NFL. We just saw Jim Harbaugh leave the University of Michigan after winning a national title to go to the LA Chargers. Just this week, we saw Jeff Halfley leave Boston College to go become the defensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers. And it's been reported that Brian Kelly is looking to do the same, leave UCLA. Uh, he had multiple interviews to be the offensive coordinator for the Las Vegas Raiders. They have since hired Cliff Kingsbury as the offensive coordinator there. But now it sounds like he could go to the Washington Commanders and be their offensive coordinator. I think we're going to see more and more of this. And I I, I don't blame him. I mean, I look at myself. I'm, I'm a former college basketball coach. So my loyal listeners know that. If I was to return to college coaching... The only I'm only the I would only consider Division two, Division three, NAI, and junior college. I do not want to coach Division one. I. I do not want to do that. Then that was my dream. My whole life was to play professionally and then coach Division one college basketball, and I was on that path, and it just wasn't in the cards for me. And I'm glad that I realized that now. Especially with everything that's going on. Like, it, it is the wild, wild west. <clears throat> Literally. Uh, and it's crazy. And I think we're going to, like I said, I think we're going to see more and more coaches do this. We've already had 29 
open FBS head coaching positions. Currently, the only opening is Boston College. If UCLA opens up with Brian Kelly leaving, that would be 30. If we get to 33, 34 openings out of the soon-to-be 134 FBS programs with Kennesaw State joining, if we get to 33, 34, that'd be 25%. One out of every four FBS institutions would be looking for a new would would have a new head coach next season, and, and we know that there's always a job or two that opens up late in the cycle too. Like some, there's always it happens every year. Uh, like Northwestern opened up, and yes, you name intern people and all this and that, but it happen it happens every it happens every year. There's always one or two late that happen. And just thinking about that whole cycle, but it has a lot to do with, I mean, I would say it has everything to do with those things that I mentioned when I started the show. I mean, head head coach, being a head coach at the FBS level, especially in the power five, power four, whatever you want to call it, especially in the upper echelon of the sport is it's just exhausting i mean that's why you see the greatest coach of all time nick saban retiring because i mean i i totally get it why why would you want to deal with that um you just recently coastal carolina men's basketball saw cliff ellis retire um, one of the winningest coaches in the history of college basketball stepping in the way in the middle of the season because of these same things like NIL has really affected the game. Obviously, I mean, I'm, I'm not. That's not breaking news, but it's affected the game so much that prominent coaches want to step away and retire or go coach professionally. I I don't know if if I ever thought that would happen, um, but it's it's what we're seeing and and. When it comes to the NIL thing, me and my good friend Pete Callen, who we have the UConn football chat every week, which will be back this week, I had to take a step. I had to take a week off with my Detroit Lions losing um, that night, literally minutes before we were going to do the show. <laughs> but uh, you look at the, you look at all this money that these schools are able to raise now when it comes to NIL and all these things. Pete and I say this continuously. It is going to take an act of Congress to stop this, to literally say, look at all the money that you guys can raise for athletics. We don't need to give you all this money, all this federal funding to your university. You guys can clearly go raise the money. That's what's going to stop this. It's going to have to get to that level to stop this, and the whole players getting paid standpoint. It started in it started in that realm, so I mean, I, it, it's kind of interesting to see that whole thing play out through through over these let's say ten or so years, and how quickly it has spiraled out of control. The players unionizing, I, I'm actually kind of surprised that that hasn't happened. And a universal level, I know we we've heard Northwestern having that a, a few years ago. 
Um, I don't know the whole, I don't know the whole everything behind that. I'm not going to sit here and act like I know the ins and outs of that entire situation, but I'm surprised that that hasn't happened more or, or from a, from a national perspective, when it comes to the transfers, being allowed to transfer on just whenever you want and there being no, you can just unlimited that that's going to be such a detriment to all of college athletics it's just going to become free agency in the nfl and even worse than that because there's not contracts where you're signing a year like you're where you're signing a multi-year contract like in the nfl or the nba and free agency these guys can literally just go to a campus for a couple months play that sport and leave i i it it it's it's a really really bad system that we're creating here and the thing i think about is from a football perspective um i i, I think some of the smaller basketball conferences are still going to be able to 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 withstand themselves um in the current landscape like you look at say the northeast conference in college basketball, the A Sun, just some of these smaller conferences. I really feel they're going to be able to sustain themselves from a basketball standpoint. Um, j- just, just because of the fact that the the current NCA tournament model and the money that gets pumped out to each to each conference and then they spread it out, I, I feel like. They're going to be able to withstand themselves for for some time just because of that TV contract that they have for the NCAA tournament. Now, long term, it'll be interesting to see how that'll how that'll withstand itself. But from a football perspective, we can all see where this is going. It's it's very clear where this is going. And the fact you, you look at it and say looking at like the FBS and I, and I firmly believe like the other FBS conferences, such as the Mac, the Sun Belt, the American, the mountain West, they're going to be able to sustain themselves. Um, I hope, and I, I really, really hope that it doesn't turn into G five P four situation where it just, they become separate things, and basically the G five becomes the new one double A that it, what it used to be. Um, but it, it it seems like it was turning that way, unfortunately. But uh, I look at it for some of these FCS programs, and how are they going to exist? A lot of the FCS programs that are outside of the Missouri Valley football conference, the CAA, the Colonial. Um, then the big sky, the ones that aren't in those conferences, and there's even schools in those conferences that really, really struggle. Like Eastern Washington and the big sky is looking at dropping down, um, to division two potentially just because of a financial standpoint. But you look, you look at these these institutions and their programs and how in the world can they sustain themselves like the northeast conference in fcs football 
with the way that things are moving in the college football landscape, that conference is going to cease to exist and the programs that are in it are just going to die off and they're literally just going to get rid of them because of the system that we're creating. Well, I, I shouldn't say that we're creating the system that is being created in college athletics. If you, if you make athletes and employees in this situation that we're talking about, it leads to less playing opportunities for college athletes, honestly. You look at these programs, like I said, in the NEC, even the SWAC, the MEAC, um, just go down the Pioneer Football League, obviously they don't, they don't offer scholarships. The, the Big South, OVC, uh, they, 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 these programs are not going to be able to pay players as employees they they can't even afford the nil type stuff it would lead to massive program shutdowns in my opinion and and if and if it and if they don't become program shutdowns they will just be programs that get demoted basically they, 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 they have one of two options they shut the program down just because they can't afford it or they become Division Two or Division Three, where Division Two you're offering a handful of scholarships. Division Three, obviously, everybody's paying, and and it it creates a system. I I, I really feel we're going to see a lot of programs shut down over the next ten years with the rate things are going. Now, I'm not saying that it's going to be these FBS programs. I'm not saying that the MAC and Conference USA and the Sun Belt, I mean, we all know the G5 conferences. I don't need to list them. I'm not saying that these programs are going to shut down. There could be one or two, maybe. Maybe we'll see. But it's going to be these FCS, confer FCS conferences that suffer in this. Because they're going to have to try and keep up. And they're not going to be able to. And it's really going to be a detriment to the sport if you're paying college athletes as employees. Which is inevitably what it seems like is going to happen. we got to think about the road that we're, that we're going down here. Um, and... It's just it's it's really really unfortunate because we all love this sport. We we love college athletics. It's not just college football like what I'm talking about right now. We love college athletics and the pureness that that we've been able to witness in college athletics for so long. But it is going by the wayside, and it's it's unfortunate. It really really is <clears throat> because I, I have a feeling. We're going to be sitting here 10 years from now, I mean, heck, even five years from now, shaking our head at the mess that this has become. I'm all for college athletes getting paid. I'm all for that. Because for way too long, the NCAA made way too made billions and billions and billions of dollars off 18 to 22-year-olds because... They could throw a football really well. They could run for a touchdown really well. They could put a basket basketball on a hoop really well. Go down the I mean, the two major sports, football and men's basketball. 
made billions and billions of dollars for the NCAA. And the players didn't see a dime legally. Legally. <clears throat> and it's it's wrong. The whole concept behind NIL is fantastic. It's a fantastic idea. But when you don't put stipulations upon it, that's where we have issues. And because you didn't put stipulations on it at the beginning, I think it's darn near impossible for the NCA to go back now and say, okay, here's the restrictions. You open Pandora's box, you can't close it back up. It's like that the, the toothpaste reference that people use. You Once you squeeze it out of the tube, it's not going back in. And that's what we're reaching here at this point when it comes to college football. Now, there, there are plenty of positives in this because we look at the landscape of college football currently, the way it's set up. So many teams now can win the national championship. Like you went into this season. Georgia was the favorite, but there were a handful of teams this season that could have won. Obviously, only four can make the playoff. But now that we're entering the 12-team playoff starting this coming year, there are all kinds of teams that are going to be vying for those spots. And with the shifting of the landscape of rosters changing year to year, it's very difficult for these teams to stick together the way that Michigan did this year. I mean, quite frankly, um, it's not normal, obviously. I mean, yes, they added some key transfers at key positions that helped them get to the next level this season to go 15-0. and But you head into next season. Yes, there's teams that are favorites, Georgia, Ohio State. I mean, we, we know who the quote-unquote favorites are. But there are all kinds of teams that realistically could win the national championship next season. And we know that. And that has a lot to do with the landscape of players transferring. It's now not all the best players are going to the same place. Now it's thinning that out a bit and it's making more parity and it's great for the that's great for the sport. Now we just got to find a way to and again, I don't think there's a way to fix it. Like I said, you let the toothpaste out of the tube already. But how do you fix all the money that's being thrown around? I think the only way, like I said earlier in the show, the only way that you can fix it is an act of Congress saying, <clears throat> if you can raise all that money for your athletics, you can raise all that money for the rest of the institution. We don't need to give you federal funding. That'll stop it real quick. That'll stop it real quick. Because once you threaten to take money away, people start uh, checking their P's and Q's a little bit better. So, again, this kind of little this discussion's a little bit all I, I don't want to say all over the place, but this topic has been brought up f recently with the current the NCA fighting so many challenges right now, and the NCA has lost all authority if we're being honest in this entire situation. But there does need to be a governing body because if there is no governing body good heavens what will we be looking at <laughs> if there's no one in control um we got we got to figure something out and again like i said i personally think it's congress 
but I'd love to hear your thoughts. Shoot me a DM uh, at at the at TNT College Foot One on Twitter X. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, what what do you what do you guys think? How do you fix it? Is it like the toothpaste coming out of the bottle where you can't put it back in and we just got to roll with it now and deal with it? Or is there a way to fix it? Obviously, if there is a way, it's not just going to be some cut and dry thing that's going to take some some time to figure it out. But love to hear your thoughts on this. Hope you guys enjoyed my discussion here. Uh, please like, subscribe on uh, Spotify where you listen to this. It's greatly appreciated. Uh, leave a five-star review for the show on Spotify. Helps get the show out to more people. It's It's big for the growth of the show and everything. Um, again, thank you guys so much for listening. It's, it's truly a blessing to be able to do this. Um, uh, like I said before, give, uh, the podcast Twitter X account, a follow at TNT college foot one. Feel free to follow me personally at coach underscore B will as well. Again, I hope everybody's doing well. Have a good night. God bless.